Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 141, well, we've got some news stories. We got some, actually, we do have some decent health and medicine news stories for the show and some not so serious news stories. And oh, yes, I do have an announcement closer to the end of the show, but I'm all juiced up with my Diet Coke ready to bring you all that. And a lot more right now on the Dr. Anonymous Show. you the best that medicine and social media has to offer this is the dr anonymous show live on a saturday night right here on blog talk radio i'm of course your favorite physician host my name is mike but my friends like all of you out there you call me dr a you can always find me at dranonymous.com that brings you to the web page you can also go to DrAnonymous.net. That brings you to my Facebook fan page. Shout out to the 154 Facebook of the show. I very much appreciate that. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That takes you right to the iTunes page where you can subscribe to the show and also leave a comment over there. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, you can also listen in real time to the show on your iPhone or BlackBerry. I know you're out there. You can just direct double browser to blogtalkradio.com slash Anonymous. You can listen to the show in real time. That's right. Today is Saturday, January 16th, MMX, <laughs> or 2010, 2010, whatever. <laughs> Uh, it is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, the temperature here from Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters is 35 degrees. So what we have on tap here tonight, I just have a variety of news stories here uh, from the uh, health and medicine realm that I'll be talking about, and uh, also be uh, talking about some not-so-serious news so, uh, and oh, yes, they will have a, uh, it's uh, an announcement. I've had some email on that today already. It is, it is not that big a deal. It is going to be pretty anticlimactic when I say it, but I've been hyping it up most of the day today. <laughs> I don't even know why I put that on the description of the show, but I will be talking about that later in the show. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I have been a social media hobbyist and enthusiast since 2005. That doesn't sound right. I'm, I'm going to work on that uh, wording right there. Uh, but then if you're curious, yes, I am a real physician. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And uh, if you're here listening live, uh, you can see my smiling face on the webcam here this evening. If you're not here live, why aren't you? It is a good time. You can also enter our chat room. I'm going to give a big shout-out to the people in my chat room here. We have freaking Ben with the key. We have J-Man. We have Jesse Wilder. And we have Kimmy. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, hang out with me here this evening. So I will take my first break less than five minutes into the show because I'm lazy. (laughs) 
So you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm a proud member of the Better Health Network at GetBetterHealth.com and also a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can go there to ProMedNetwork.com and we'll be right back. Dr. Anonymous show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. And yeah, I do have it. There were some good uh, health and medicine related news stories this week. I'll share them right after this. switchboard. You gotta love that. Hey, our first story here uh, is from uh, January 16th from the Associated Press. Johnson & Johnson issues massive recall of Tylenol. Johnson & Johnson issued a massive recall Friday of over-the-counter drugs including Tylenol, Motrin, and St. Joseph aspirin because of a moldy smell that has made people sick. I'm not kidding. This is serious stuff. Uh, it was the second such recall listed because of the smell, which regulators said was first reported to McNeil in 2008. Federal regulators criticized the company, saying it didn't respond to the complaints quickly enough, wasn't thorough in how it handled the problem, and didn't inform the FDA quickly. Shout out to Burrow in the chat room. The recall includes some batches of regular and extra string Tylenol, Children's Tylenol, 8-Hour Tylenol, blah, blah, blah. The FDA and Johnson & Johnson uh, said they don't know how many uh, bottles were recalled and included uh, Caplet and Geltab products sold in the America's United States, uh, I'm sorry, America's United Arab Emirates and Fiji. The FDA stay, said that about 70 people have been sickened by the odor, including nausea, stomach pain, vomiting, and diarrhea. 
The smell is caused by a small amount of chemicals associated with the treatment of wooden pallets, Johnson & Johnson said. FDI, FDA said the chemical can leach into the air and trace it to a facility in Puerto Rico. The uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey company said it is investigating the issue and will stop shipping products with the same materials on wooden pallets. So uh, you may have heard of this story already, but uh, yeah. Hmm. 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 The last line of the story is Johnson & Johnson shares fell 54 cents to $64.56 on Friday. So look out for the talent all there, kids. The next story here has to do with our good friend on N1. This is from Reuters from January 15th. As many as 80 million Americans have been infected with H1N1. Let me say that again. As many as, many as 80 million Americans have been infected with H1N1, up to 16,000 have been killed, and more than... Uh, 360,000 hospitalized, the CDC said on Friday, but 90% of the most vulnerable remain unvaccinated with uh, only about 61 million Americans having received shots, the CDC said. Swan flu vaccine is still widely available with more than 130 million doses produced. 160 million people at high priority for getting the vaccine. The pandemic, which began in March, is on the wane, but health officials stress that influenza is unpredictable and could come back or mutate. About 90% of deaths in an hour are among people over 65, while 90% of those seriously ill or killed by the new virus are much younger and include as many as 1,730 children, so 80 million Americans affected with H1N1. Kind of scary out there, kids. There's another story having to do with uh, the FDA. This is from the New York Times from January 14th. The title of this is Judge Orders FDA to Stop blocking imports of e-cigarettes from China. A federal judge on Thursday ordered the FDA to stop blocking the importation of electronic cigarettes from China and indicated that the devices should be regulated as tobacco products rather than drug or medical devices. Judge Richard J. Leon of Federal District Court in Washington issued a preliminary injunction in a lawsuit brought by two distributors of the so-called e-cigarettes, which are battery-powered tubes to heat liquid nicotine into a vapor meant to stimulate, or not stimulate, to simulate <laughs> the taste of tobacco. The distributors say the vapor uh, contains virtually none of the cancer-causing chemicals of traditional cigarettes, but the FDA says it has not been proved safe, since what does the FDA care about if it's proved safe? <laughs> Look at other drugs, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> this appears to uh, yet be another example of the FDA's aggressive efforts to regulate recreational tobacco products as drugs or devices, the judge wrote. With the passage of landmark tobacco legislation last year, he added the FDA's New Tobacco Division will be able to regulate the content and marketing claims of e-cigarettes in the same way it is about to begin traditional tobacco products, but the agency's drug division cannot ban the devices, the judge ruled. The FDA issued a brief statement, quote, the public health issues surrounding electronic cigarettes are of serious concern to the FDA. The agency is reviewing Judge Leon's opinion will decide the appropriate action to take. Ray Story, this is the guy's name, Ray Story, Vice President of Smoking Everywhere, wow, a Florida company that filed the suit said the ruling was a victory for smokers who want a safer cigarette. 
The public will have much less harmful alternative to tobacco products, Mr. Story said. Wherever they're sold, we're going to be sold. What? Well, whatever. So, you know, hey, get your e-cigarettes out there, kids. I haven't tried it myself. I will try the uh, e-cigarette patch before I uh, before I do that. Hey, uh, are you like me? Do you like not sleep at all? Do you have a sleeping problem? <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of people wait till the weekend to kind of catch up on their sleep. Uh, but here's the story here from the Associated Press from uh, January 13th. Sleeping in on Saturday after a few weeks of too little shut-eye may feel refreshing but can give you a false sense of security. The title of the story is Don't Bank on Weekend to Make Up for Sleep Loss. New research shows chronic sleep loss can't be cured that easily. Scientists teased apart the effects of short-term and long-term sleeping loss and found that the chronically sleep-deprived, like me, (laughs) may function normally soon after waking up but experience steadily slower reaction times as the day wears on. He even had to try to catch up the previous night. The findings have important safety implications in our increasingly 24-7 society, not for just shift workers, but for roughly one in six Americans who regularly get six hours of sleep at night. We know that staying awake 24 hours in a row impairs performance to a level comparable to a blood alcohol level Content beyond the legal limit to drive leads researcher Dr. Daniel Cohen of Boston's Brigham and Women's Hospital. But when we already chronically uh, pulled a uh, all-nighter, the deterioration is increased tenfold, the researcher said. The National Institutes of Health says uh, adults need seven hours to nine hours of sleep for good health. (laughs) Yeah, okay, good luck with that. Regularly getting too little increases the risk of health problems, including memory impairment and a weakened immune system. More immediately, too little sleep affects reaction times. Sleepiness is to blame for car crashes and other accidents. So according to this study, don't uh, wait till the weekend to uh, catch up on your sleep. That's uh, easier said than done. Did you hear this story here? This is from, uh, let's see... This is from Europe. This is from uh, Thursday, January 14th. The title is uh, Belgian Doctors Give Injured Woman a New Windpipe. Dateline London. For more than a quarter of a century, Linda de Crook lived with, with constant pain from a car accident that smashed her windpipe. Today, she and... She has a new one after surgeons implanted the windpipe from a dead man into her arm where she grew the tissue before being transplanted into her throat. The way doctors trained her body to accept donor tissue could yield new methods of growing or nurturing organs within patients, experts say. The technique uh, sounds like science fiction, but De Crook says it has transformed her life. She no longer takes anti-rejection drugs. If anybody knows anybody who has received a uh, transplant, some of the drugs can be have a lot of side effects. The story continues. Before my life, before, uh, before <laughs> let me try that again. Life before my transplant was becoming less livable all the time, with continual pain and jabbing and pricking in my throat and windpipe. The 54-year-old Belgian told the Associated Press, doctors at Belgium's university hospital implanted a donor windpipe in her arm as a first step to get her body to accept the organ and restart uh, its blood supply. Interesting. After uh, about 10 months later, when the uh, enough tissue has grown around it, to let her stop taking the drugs, the windpipe was transferred to its proper place. Details of the case are in Thursday's New England Journal of Medicine. This is a major step for trachea transplantation, the doctor said. 
Four years, the patient lived with the pain and discomfort of having two metal stents propping open her windpipe. That had to, that had to hurt. She went looking for doctors who might be able to help her and found that this doctor on the Internet. Well, I always wondered, she said, so many things are possible. Why not a new windpipe? So interesting stuff, interesting stuff. I can read the rest of the story here. But uh, it says she is recovering nicely. Uh, let's see, at the end here, uh, every six months she has a scan to check her new windpipe, but doesn't uh, have any, doesn't have to take any medicines or treatment. Still, doctors are wary of the croc exerting too much pressure on the windpipe, and she has some limitations when she exercises. Transplant stories are always, always very, very interesting. Hey, attention parents out there. There's a new study out here which says why parenting actually reduces your blood pressure. This is from the Daily Mail from the UK from 16 January, because they say the date backwards there. 16 January, MMX. They may give you gray hair, sleepless nights, and a host of worries about money, health, and school, but raising children can actually lower your blood pressure, a study suggests. While the finding may provoke guffaws of disbelief among parents, the principle is that parenthood gives people a sense of purpose and meaning, which helps to reduce stress and put the hassles of life into perspective. Uh, All other things equal, the average systolic blood pressure, the top number, was 4.5 points lower for parents than non-parents. The diastolic blood pressure, or the bottom number, was three points lower, scientists reported in the journal Annals of Behavioral Medicine. The effect was stronger among women. Mothers had a 12 uh, a 12 and 7 point difference in the uh, top number and the bottom number respectively. Dr. Julian Holt-Lustend, who led the study at Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. This was done in Provo, Utah. She said, quote, while caring for children may include daily hassles, deriving a sense of meaning and purpose from life stress has been shown to be associated with better health outcomes. Many parents who cast an envious eye over apparently carefree lives of childless couples may disagree. But although the number involved in the study was relatively small, the doctor said the size of the difference between parents and childless people was unlikely to be explained by the chance alone. This doesn't mean the more kids you have, the better blood pressure. The findings are simply tied to parenting no matter the number of children or employment status. All of the volunteers were married and in good health. Seven out of ten had children. Blood pressure measurements were blah, blah, blah. So that's the end of that story. So, hey, good job there, parents. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, And these last two stories here, I can't can't, uh, overlook this week without mentioning at least something about uh, Haiti and the uh, tragedy there this week. This is a story here from MSNBC from January 15th. The title says, Next Wave of Misery? Question mark. Infection Illness Loom. As soon as the shaking stopped, the first wave of the misery began. For badly injured victims of Haiti's massive earthquake and the crews who rescued and treated them, the early days have been all about survival. From the patient's point of view, you've got about 48 hours, says uh, Dr. Jerry L. Motherhead. I'm not kidding. A uh, Norfolk, Virginia emergency room physician and disaster response consultant. A few might make it longer, he says. But in the days and weeks ahead, public health experts say Haiti 
can expect new rounds of health problems to emerge and worsen, challenging even the best efforts of global humanitarian response. Thousands of deaths likely will be added to the estimated toll of 50,000 as infections from untreated or poorly treated injuries set in, said Dr. Thomas Kirch, co-director of Johns Hopkins Center of Refugee and Disaster Response. Victims crushed beneath falling buildings and other debris would have required the skills of an entire trauma team in a developed nation. In Port-au-Prince, medical crews are running short on staff, pain, medication, and bandages. He said that Haiti has no surge capacity at all. Uh, the issue now is the lack of resources. The next part of the story says the mild illness pose deadly threat. Outbreaks of cholera, dysentery, and other illnesses are expected to skyrocket with people congregating in refugee-like conditions. Mingling at aid sites, contagious diseases will spread rapidly. Even simple illnesses like colds and flu, including the H1N1 swine flu, now the dominant strain, could threaten immune-compromised people. Those are things in refugee camps that nail people, he said. Uh, what they all need is water, plastic, cheating, and moving uh, the porta-potties away where people, from where people are. So it's a very critical time out there. I mean, I'm not going to mention much more uh, than that. Um, but in the disasters like this, that is, that is one of the many things uh, that uh, I have to worry about. I'm going to end this segment here with, uh, with this uh, story. It's an audio clip here. Um, and it's actually a good, uh, good news story. This is, uh, this is something I got uh, off of the Associated Press site on YouTube and have, having to do with a, a doctor, a, a Haitian doctor, uh, who has opened his home to the earthquake victims. Um, and he, it's difficult to hear him. It may be difficult to hear him in his audio clip, but uh, um, this is a, a great story here. Uh, so here we go. Here, as you see, we had uh, quite a shelter here in my own house and my own yard because this is one of the facilities that people who have been hurt after the earthquake could come. We have more than 150 already. So this is a very, very bad situation. We can have a pregnant woman who died right in your house. Even the baby died also. So it was horrible, horrible. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's interesting there. So uh, I will take my break. I do have a call here. I will wait after this short little break here. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. to Dr. Anonymous Show live on a Saturday night here. Before I take this call, I want to give a big shout-out to the people in my chat room here. A shout-out to uh, Dude Man, friggin' Ben with the key. We have a guest. Shout-out to the guest. We have J-Man, Jesse Wilder, Kimmy. We have the Auto Box. We have uh, Andy. We have, 
I don't think we have Annie and Burl. We have the Burl because, uh, hey, at the top of the hour is the Annie and Burl live show right here on Blog Talk Radio. And I think the Autobox is having a show here tonight, too, at uh, uh, midnight Eastern. And, of course, we have Sonny, who I will ban in just a minute here. You have to stay tuned for that. (laughs) (laughs) So how you doing there, buddy? I think I know who this is. Doing fine. How are you doing, Dr. A? You are the man. Hey, you having a show tonight, man? Um, unfortunately, my guest had to back out. There's some personal uh, – we were going to have Crash and Groove of Riverside, California, a local band, and one of the members is having uh, some uh, medical problems. Uh, so they're hoping to uh, get on in February. Ah, okay, okay, well, cool. So, yeah. So well, what's, to what's going on there, uh, Brent? Well, first of all um, – Anyone that wants to call in and actually have the audio and video of Dr. A uh, actually sync, you have to call in for that to happen, or or else it's a a five-second delay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, anyone uh, that can do anything for what's going down in Haiti, um, please donate um, to, you know, a cause, because it it is horrible out there every day uh, for the next uh, week, at least, they're going to be um, sifting through rubble and, and such and finding people. And uh, it, it, right now it's cash. Cash is what's going to help. They'll be able to buy the supplies. They'll be able to f- buy the water and the shelter and, and uh, anything that, that the people of Haiti need uh, for that effort. Um, third of all, um, anyone listening to this show in archive is missing half the show. I just uh, I, I really called in because of the the tangent that happened in your in your uh, your chat room here uh, about Kimmy's uh, uh, Kimmy's imaginary world. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy's imaginary world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I admit uh, I missed most of that. I'll have to. Uh... <laughs> Go back because I was trying to stay serious for my serious stories. <laughs> exactly, totally understandable. Unfortunately, <laughs> while you were being serious, uh, the the chat room kind of devolved into uh, uh, children and hookers, and how those two there things, you go. <laughs> how those two things relate. Uh, you could you could only put those together if you were in the chat room live here <laughs> on the Dr. A show. <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna try to check that out a little bit later. So, but uh, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, the, the the Haiti thing. I don't want to get into that too much. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a tragedy, and and uh, um, and I know you've seen this too. I mean, just just the social media angle on this has been incredible when it comes to Facebook and uh, texting and uh, that. That angle has been interesting to see as far as that being part of the philanthropic part process. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's it, like Monk would say, it's a blessing and a curse uh, because not only is, is the social media almost as immediate as you can get now until they start to implant things in our brain, um, but uh, at the same time, the the negative part of what happens during uh, times of crisis where people start to take advantage of the send me money and I'll take care of it and they're you know they're putting it in their pockets and and, and running uh, that kind of stuff happens really too so that's where it's really really important to be sure of who you're donating to who you're texting who you're uh, communicating with to make sure it's getting to the right people and to make sure it goes to to the right sources. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, Brent, hey, thanks a lot for calling in. Uh, you can you can uh, check out the Autobox show at blogtalkradio.com uh, slash autobox. You have a Facebook fan page. You're, you're everywhere out there in social media land, aren't you, Brent? Everywhere. Every, everything out there that can pick up a, a podcast that can transmit any sound becomes the Autobox. Have a great night. <laughs> That's right, and and you know if and if you have a guest cancels, you are you are so good because you know um, you know talk about marijuana on on your show. It's always a big hit to the fans. That's right. The kids dig it. The kids the kids dig it. The kids 
if the kids listen in to talk, you know, to listen about the marijuana story. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and, and as, as, as far as, as opinionated as I am, I really try to be fair. I don't try to box people in. Um, anyone that wants to hear me get angry, uh, tune into the, the Borg of the auto box, which happened to be my brother, and, and we get into some, some uh, family politics, and it devolved from there. But otherwise, I try to be really fair and, and uh, see both sides of an issue and, and uh, make a, an educated uh, opinion about what's going on. Well, great, great. Yes, uh, the Auto Box Show is part of the uh, 9 p.m. block here on Block Talk Radio, 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Pacific time here on Block Talk Radio. So uh, you, you should have your whole Saturday usually planned out. <laughs> is that right, Brent? That's right. Yeah, kick back, get your favorite adult beverage, and uh, it all starts at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern and, and uh, goes through uh, anywhere from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock uh, Eastern time. And, yeah, uh, if anything, it'll put you to sleep uh, finishing up with Autobox. So it, it's either stimulating uh, <laughs> blog talk radio or it will put you to sleep, one of the two, and I'm, I'm more than happy to do either for you. Just, just listen. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Brent, for calling in. Uh, check out the Autobox show most Saturday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. Thanks a lot, Brent. Thanks, Dr. Okay. All righty. Okay. So, hey, that's uh, good times, good times. So, hey, I will uh, I will get this announcement uh, out of the way right now because I don't want to delay this anymore. It's very anticlimactic. So I will get this out of the way right now before continuing the course of the show. So uh, bottom line is this. I am going to take two weeks off from the show uh, because, frankly, I'm a little burned out. <laughs> yes, uh, I am out of ideas. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, just to kind of give you a little insight, uh, and if people don't want to listen to this, you can come back in about four minutes. Uh, so it's, you know, it was it was kind of a uh, kind of a long week for me work-wise. You know, uh, I was uh, I was real busy Wednesday nights uh, when I was uh, on call, and uh, I was getting ready. I was uh, back and forth from the uh, from the hospital. I. Uh, Got back to the office. Got got ready to enjoy the uh, uh, Annie and Burrow live show on Wednesday nights, uh, and I got got called back. And um, just uh, the, the all of Thursday, all of the day before day of the show, uh, if people uh, are were uh, paying attention to my Twitter and Facebook, I got a little a little uh, philosophical, a little thoughtful, a little crazy. And uh, with the uh, uh, with uh, the filter off because of fatigue, <laughs> uh, I actually tweeted out what I was thinking. So uh, uh, so yeah, so there, there have been things that has been going on this month. Nothing bad, you know. Um, uh, I, I've had uh, uh, some stress uh, taken off of my shoulders that uh, I've been presented with some other projects, not bad, uh, but um, uh, but I, I decided over the next couple of weeks that, uh, you know, I'm going to try to you know, do some other things and kind of see what's out there, uh, both professionally and not associated with my job. I've, I've been presented with some things. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to be doing that. So, so I'm not going to have a show for a couple of weeks. I'll be back uh, in February, um, and I have, do have some uh, guests booked for February. If you listen to uh, this past Thursday show, I believe that's show 140, we had a great guest uh, on talking about a new uh, web series talking about uh, emergency medicine uh, systems, emergency medicine people. Um, and I love talking with people. I love interviewing people. It's been, uh, it's been frustrating uh, trying to get people on the show as anybody who has a show out there trying to get guests. You know how frustrating that can be. Uh, and sometimes you just bang your head against the wall and said, hey, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, so I'm taking two weeks off. Uh, so, um, so I will be back uh, in February uh, with some guests, with some more, uh, some more fun and excitement. 
but that's what I'll be uh, doing over the next couple of weeks. I'm, I may or may not be in the Block Talk radio shows, uh, so uh, I'll be actually be away from the computer, if you can uh, if you can think about that, <laughs> and actually being out there meeting real people. I know it's it's it's, it's shocking, uh, but uh, but yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, of the next couple of weeks. But don't worry, I'll be back. I'm not quitting. I'll be back. I'm too addicted to this stuff, but I think about two weeks will be enough uh, for me to uh, <laughs> take off and then come back. Hey, you know, <laughs> some people took two weeks off in December. I'm just taking my two weeks off here in January. So so that is it for that. We will uh, have some other stories, some some fun stories here. Um, since, the, since the chat room uh, was talking about strippers, I'll be talking about strippers right after this because we have some not-so-serious news stories coming up right after this. I picked this next news story because I've always wanted to say Sheboygan. This is from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, from Saturday, January 16th. The title is, Woman Who Stripped to Avoid Arrest Going to Jail. This is from the Associated Press. A 36-year-old Wisconsin woman who stripped in front of her children in a drunken attempt to avoid a shoplifting arrest is going to jail. As part of a plea agreement, Julie E. Lack of Sheboygan, pleaded no contest to three charges, including retail theft. The Sheboygan Press says she was sentenced Thursday to six months in jail. Prosecutors say Lack stole beef jerky. I'm not kidding. She stole beef jerky and a lighter from a convenience store in October. They say when police went to her home, she began screaming at three children and told a teenager the incident was his fault. The lady then stripped to her underwear and told officers she couldn't arrest. They couldn't arrest her because she would be naked. Here's the best line of the story. A message from the Associated Press left with her lawyer was immediately ret- wasn't immediately returned on Saturday. <laughs> but wait, there's more. This is from Moscow. From Friday, January 15th, the title is Porn Video Shown on Moscow Highway Billboard. Drivers in downtown Moscow squinted in disbelief as an electronic highway billboard blazed a two-minute pornographic video instead of its regular advertising clips. Late-night traffic on one of the Russian capital's busiest roads slowed Thursday, as a couple's explicit escapades appeared on the 9 by 6 meter, I'm not making that up, maybe it's 6 by 9 meter display. People took pictures of the site with their mobile phones and posted them on the internet. Passerby, a guy whose name I can't say, told the Associated Press that uh, he was so shocked they couldn't even shoot video or take a picture of it. The screen's owner told the AP that a hacker attack was likely to blame. You think? (laughs) Police were investigating the incident. (laughs) Spanning the globe. This is from writers from our friends in Canada from January 13th. Canada History Magazine drops double entendre name from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Canada's second oldest magazine, wait for it, wait for it, The Beaver, is changing its name because of its unintended sexual connotation that caused the History Journal to become snagged in internet filters that has turned off potential readers. The Beaver was founded in 1920 as a publication of the Hudson's Bay Company, then a fur trader, and now a department store chain. It has long since become a broader, I'm I'm just reading this, 
It has long since become a broader magazine about Canadian history and will change its name to Canada's History. With its April issue, Editor-in-Chief Mark Reed said on Tuesday, When the Beaver started publication, the name evoked only Canada's thriving fur industry. Ninety years later, the fur trade has diminished and the magazine's name has become slang for female genitals. Really? Readers complained that Internet filters were blocking emails and newsletters from the Beaver, Reed said. The society also had concerns about attracting readers. Quote, market research shows us that younger Canadians and women were very, very unlikely to ever buy a magazine called The Beaver, no matter what it's about, said Reed, adding he has mixed feelings about the name change. For whatever reasons, they are turned off by the name. Print subscriptions to the Winnipeg-based magazine, which publishes six issues a year, six issues a year, range between 45,000 and 50,000. It is published by Canada's National History Society. Changing the name also makes sense because the fur trade, while an important and early Canadian history, isn't meaningful to all Canadians today, especially as the population's makeup has changed through immigration. Reed said, readers have been generally understanding about the need for the change. You think? (laughs) Oh, man. I do have some audio clips here to end the show. (laughs) The first one here is this, this is internet craze here from American Idol. I laugh every time I hear this. If you haven't heard this already, where have you been? Uh, mainly because it has my good friend, uh, Ryan Seacrest, in the clip. <laughs> but you know what it is. Here we go. Welcome back. We are wrapping up things in Atlanta. But before the Georgia sun sets, we've got one last audition to show you. Hello. Your name is Larry Platt. My name is General Larry Platt, yes. The general. general Larry oh, you're a general. Wow. Okay. I want to sing my song called Pants on the Ground. Pants wow. on the Ground. Pants on the Ground. Okay, yeah. what's it about? People need putting our pants up. All right. Okay. Can Ready when you are. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground, with the gold in your mouth, hat turned sideways, pants hit the ground, call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool, walking downtown with your pants on the ground, giddy up, hey, get your pants off the ground, looking like a fool, walking, talking with your pants on the ground, giddy up, hey, get your pants off the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground, go in the mouth, okay. hat turned okay. sideways, Thank you. Larry, what was that song called? Pants on the ground. Are you sure? Yes. Positive? Thank you. You know, I have a horrible feeling that song could be a hit. Yeah. I'm going to get my pants and I'm going to buy some belts after this. Yes. Yeah, a lot of belts. Yes. Larry, can I ask you a question? Yes. How old are you? 62 years old. What? 62 years old. Good for you. My, uh, uh, this year will be my birthday on the 27th. Okay, the only slight problem, Larry, is that you're a little bit over the, the age limit, which is 28. But, but I don't think this is going to be the last we hear about you. I have a feeling about you, Larry. And we learned something today, Larry. You know what we learned? Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Right, Larry, thank you. I'm now going to buy a belt. With our pants pulled up and our belts tightened, we say goodbye to Atlanta. We gave out 25. Yeah. Yep, yep. Online with us right now is our good friend friggin' Ben with a Q. Hey, uh, Ben, what, what do you, what, what's up with that, man? Do, do you have uh, permission to play that clip, Doctor? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I don't well, want no, to actually, at, or anything. 
You know what I'm saying? Actually, uh, I called Ryan Seacrest, and uh, he said it was fine. I, I have to pay him somehow. I just don't know what it is yet. I mean, I, I understand your uh, fascination with uh, being pantsless and, and such, but uh, I don't want to see you get sued on your hiatus. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just blame me. It'll be all right. I, I got it. I got you covered. <laughs> Oh, you got the cover? Yeah, it's my fault. got the, uh, the, the, the llamas to protect me. Do, do llamas wear pants? No, I killed them all. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so what, yeah. what's going on there, Q? Well, what's, uh, what's happening? Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to do show tomorrow, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you, can, uh, you can earn your Q right now, right, right now on my show if you want. No, I already got a cue after my name. I don't need another one. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, you, so you don't want to say that uh, Llama Eighty yeah. Radio is on uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Sunday night. You don't want to say that. No, no, I'll, I'll say uh, tune in here in a few minutes to the Annie and Bro Show. Ah, so you're earning your cue for them. Wow, what a yeah. guy! Yeah, that's all you're getting from me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you sound uh, you sound a little mad tonight. You, you okay, man? You all right? Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm right. I think. Yep. You think? It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Just uh, tune into that show that I'm not gonna advertise, but it uh, comes on tomorrow at nine o'clock Eastern, right here on this network. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks. Uh, Thanks for checking in, man. You, you, as right. always, you know you, you are the man. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. That's it. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, we'll, we'll see you later. Good talking to you, Doc. All right. So as always, that is our uh, that's a good friend there, friggin' Ben uh, with a Q. Don't forget the Q, you know. And uh, we've got Lama Eighty Radio, nine p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday nights right here on the network. We have seven minutes till the uh, top of the hour where you'll have the Annie Burrow live stream right here on Block Talk Radio. It's a lot better than this show, but, you know, this is kind of the appetizer. This is kind of the warm-up show. This is kind of the pre-show to the Annie Burrow live show. So uh, stay tuned for that. I have a couple of uh, other news stories here, kind of, kind of feel-good news stories, you know, in a good way. Um, I can't believe I heard this on the news this week. Um, I can't believe that uh, it's been uh, it's been a year uh, since uh, the uh, Captain Sully thing, you know, where he, where he landed the uh, the plane in the Hudson River. Uh, I guess they had a little reunion uh, this week, and here's a story from the Associated Press. <laughs> out on the shining waters of the Hudson River, they returned to the place where it all happened exactly one year ago, the miracle on the Hudson. The passengers and crew of U.S. Airways Flight 1549 toast at the spot where their lives were saved. I have gotten a much deeper understanding in the last year of how people can feel the way, the way they do about this event and about me. Although it's been a year, passengers and crew remember that moment vividly when their plane crashed down into the cold waters of the Hudson. When the engines blew, I basically thought it was over. We went from white knuckle fear to uh, dream mode and just meditation and uh, my only ambition was to see the sun one more time. When I first walked in here thinking, we're all safe, you know, we're, we're just this is a shock of what had just happened to us. Seeing each other again, the memories rush back, emotional ones. Although flight attendant Doreen Welsh cherishes the happy ending, the trauma from that day has remained with her. Getting out in the water is going to be very difficult for me because I was in the back where the water, you know, almost overtook us, but it's just... Being with all the passengers and the rest of my crew, I think it'll be, I don't know, I think it's something all of us need to do for some reason and I can't explain why. They all shared the moment standing side by side, but to each of them, the moment meant something different. There were 155 of us on that plane and 
not only just people, but 155 different worlds. And when we were on on the ferry today, you could look exactly. and see how many people that's really affected and, and what a celebration it was today versus what it could have been. It was a miracle these people will carry with them for the rest of their lives. Bonnie Ghosh, The Associated Press, New York. So there you go, kids. That's tonight's show. We have five minutes remaining. I'm not going to go the whole time there. So, yes, I will I'm taking the next two weeks off. I will be back raring to go in February. And I do have some new shows lined up. I do have some guests lined up coming up in February. And, hey, if you, in case you didn't know already, the Olympics will be in February, too. I'll probably have some material on that as well. So, uh, so thank you all for joining me here this evening. And uh, you can go to DrAnonymous.com, check out my website there. And you can also go to uh, DrAnonymous.net, and uh, you can become a Facebook fan of the page if you haven't already. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That takes you to my iTunes page, and you can subscribe to the show there. Coming up at the uh, top of the hour, here is the Annie and Burl Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, Sunday night at 9 p.m. is the Llama 80 show. And also check out Autobox, which is midnight Eastern time, except tonight. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it. So I will go out with this song here, and uh, I will talk to you all very, very soon. Good night, everybody. <laughs>